welcome to Dear Black People, the show where two womanist race nerds review the fuck out of the Netflix series Dear White People. My name is Queen. My name is Jay. Every week we'll be reviewing two episodes of the series. Please be prepared for motherfucking spoilers. We won't spoil anything that happened after the two episodes that we're reviewing, but we will be spoiling everything that happened before. Yes. And you can listen if you have watched the series, if you watched the whole thing, if you only watched those episodes, you can listen. Um, or if this happens to be a series that you are not interested in watching, we will be doing a play-by-play so you can still get all the good commentary, all the good content without watching the show. If that's your, if that's not not your thing yep. yep i just want to add that i watched the whole series already yes and jay is watching it as we do the review absolutely just to give you guys insight on mm-hmm. our perspective yep 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 so real quick what is dear white people well, Dear White People started out as a movie first, yes, and did. then it became a Netflix series, of which I watched, and then I stopped, and then I watched the end of it again, so we could, so I could know what to oh, do. Oh, you it. hadn't finished it Mm-mm. when we decided that we were going to do the reviews? Mm-mm, no. Interesting. I had like three episodes left, but okay. I had, I'd stopped. What was it that made you stop? Um, I was not entertained. Mm. I realized that I didn't think I was a demographic. It was like, maybe this just isn't for me. So I just stopped watching it. Oh, did you, who do you think it was for? For like, maybe like college age, black mm-hmm. people. Um, yeah, but for me, it was just like last season on the show just seemed as if they was replicating what was happening on Twitter. Okay. And it, to me, it was like a year behind. Uh, so none okay. of the things seem comical to me, mm-hmm. funny to me, but I got why other people enjoyed it. Right. So that's why I was like, oh, maybe it's just not for me. And then I just stopped. Got it. Yeah. But nothing like deep as to like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> got it. <laughs> no so serious had, proclamation. Right. So you had no proclamation, no political stance. No. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Got it. Um, Them and you were like, let's review. I was like, yeah, let's do that. So I was like, I got to finish the first one. So all right well i'm glad i'm glad that you watched that i was really operating under the impression that we had all watched the first one nope so that's cool that mm-hmm. works out so dear white people like you said it started as a movie written and directed by justin simeon he is also writing and directing the series well i know for the series they have different directors for different episodes and stuff like that also oh yes true true true. yeah true, they true. have different directors for like i know last year he had barry jenkins directing mm-hmm, episodes mm-hmm. and stuff like that and i know for this season um he also has brought in other directors true other black that. directors um for the series true which is that. pretty dope mm-hmm. so dear white people follows a group of black students attending the fi- the fictitious Ivy League and thus predominantly white institution or PWI as you'll hear us refer to it as mm-hmm. Winchester um, and it follows that gr- group of black students as they navigate racial injustice and all that college shit. What's great about the series is the way that it explores these students character by character and the nuances of their specific black ass experience yeah. um, where in the movie I think was kind of focused more on the character Sam's experience yeah. and her radio show and her film pipe shit that she was into Mm. and all of that in this series we get to see each black character's special nuanced experience and kind of it it highlights how black folks are not a monolith yeah you know what i'm saying how there is there are collective feelings and emotions that many of us have but we're all come from different places and have had different experiences and see the world differently through that lens in Mm -hmm. addition to our own black lens which would be intersectionality which is what i like the most about the show 
um, mm-hmm. was the different ways of which they were displaying blackness. Yeah. So even though I didn't wasn't hugely into the first season, mm-hmm. I did appreciate that seeing these different kinds of blackness in one space. Definitely, one of the things that got me super excited. So we started doing our review series, um, our tea with Queen and Jay. That's who we are. Our review series with the Netflix series. She's got to have it. And we like to review things that are commentary on race and gender yeah. and all that good shit. Um, we are women's race nerds, so that's what we do. So one of the things that drew me to this season, I wasn't honestly, I wasn't particularly excited about this series coming mm-hmm. back. And I don't, I don't know if it is what you're talking about, if it is an age thing. But I just yeah. didn't have that excitement. I was entertained enough to watch the whole first season, but I didn't feel like, oh, I can't wait till that comes back, or they did anything that was so interesting or amazing. On my end or whatever to me yeah i Um, agree with you yeah so what got me interested was i was listening to the read and they talked about oh kid fury's on this season i was like oh i like kid fury let me see what he's doing and what he can contribute to this cast so i got super excited about that Mm -hmm. and then i was like okay well this actually makes sense as a series for us to explore and review or whatever so that's how we ended up here yeah i disagreed i was like okay jay (laughs) (laughs) i didn't really have any thoughts i'm like fine it sounds fun all right and i felt like nothing could be as horrible as i experienced but she's got to have it oh so okay. i was like okay i could do this yeah that was rough that was painful that was rough this y'all is- should listen back to that because that's a that's a interesting um those were really good reviews and we enjoyed i personally enjoyed doing it as i guess more of a catharsis for after having watched she's got to have it because mm-hmm. that, that was definitely a beautiful struggle <laughs> i don't know what else to call it so when you open when I actually opened Netflix, was it the first on your um yes. it really it was? Mm-hmm. When I opened my Netflix, I had to scroll so it came out on a Friday and when I went to watch it on the Sunday on my Netflix, it was I had to like scroll to find it. Well, I had watched the ending earlier in the week oh so, so that's probably why probably the algorithm ready. made it yes like and i was wondering cute. to me I, I found it rare that i had to scroll to find it for something that was so newly re- released mm-hmm. i usually expect those things to be like there at the top but i'm wondering if based on the algorithm of shit that i that they have tracked me as watching mm-hmm. i wonder if they just assumed i would look for that you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, instead of just presenting it to me. But I thought that was odd that it wasn't, like, sitting there. And, of course, I wondered, are they doing this because it's, it's black people? I doubt and they it. don't care about the success I of know this? my my thing, my Netflix, like, what's new is always based on what I've been watching mm-hmm. as of late. Because what's this, popular, this seri- what's Yeah, and think about um this series came out actually like a whole year ago like it's been a really long time right but when there's new episodes of something it usually pops up when it's like new episodes of any one of those series it's usually like i don't know because i don't watch i've stopped watching orange is the new black years ago and when there's new ones it doesn't just pop up at the beginning of my thing either okay yeah so that's what i mean interesting all right well let's get into this shit so we're back on Winchester's campus, and this series, this episode, um, so these are broken down into chapters. Yes. So chapter one opens with the students sitting in the dining hall, and Sam and Joe are having, and Sam and Joe are having the Great Grits debate, which is sugar <laughs> versus salt. Um, Sam is sugar, and Joe is salt. Which one are you? I'm salt. I'm also salt. I don't understand sugar. I also am new to grits. I used to not like them. Okay. In my life, they were slave foods. So were I they? Didn't eat that. Were they? Well, we ate a lot of slave foods. We we knew they were slave foods. We ate them. Did did um. 
did you so y'all didn't have grits we didn't in your have house. Grits in my house okay we didn't have grits in my house but i also grew up in my mother's house when i went to went to our dad's mm-hmm. one we, i don't know why we were there on a school night but we were there on a school night he's your dad I, you yeah, can go there well there's that <laughs> There's that maybe we're there on a fucking school night and yeah he served us grits for breakfast with cheese so I was like all right we're having Ooh, grits I now like I had had that's what I need cheese right and grits. of course I, mean, I had had oatmeal I had had porridge which is like cornmeal mm-hmm. and you know you put condensed milk and stuff in it and I had had cream of wheat which some people I guess also call porridge but yeah I've had cream of wheat. I had never had grits so I was like all right we're here at dad's house and we're eating grits God knows why but whatever but from that day I was like all right this is a salty thing mm-hmm. you don't put fucking sugar in here you put sugar in your porridge and your cream of wheat if you must i guess you could put sugar in your oatmeal i've never done that but like you know syrup or some shit yeah yeah brown sugar so i thought that was interesting and i want to know who these people are that put sugar. no there are lots of people who do put sugar i don't care for the debate i never have but people talk about it on social media i'm like so the fuck what Mm -hmm. they remind me of the fucking remember that dr seuss book the butter battle book and it was like put the the butter on top no you put the butter on the bottom of the bread it's like who the fuck cares just eat the shit i don't give a fuck about what you put in your grits okay just eat them shit i don't remember that book but clearly you haven't been here for this food debate of any shit Is, is there any food debate that you're here for So the camera pans out. So they have this great, uh, the great grits debate. And then the camera pans out to them in the dining hall. And you notice that their dining hall is integrated or in this case infiltrated by white students. And so has the residences because we know on Winchester's campus, the dining hall is within the dorm, which we didn't have. I went to Vanderbilt, um, which we didn't have. Oh, no. You know what? There was there was one or two dorms that did have like food kind of situations where you could chill and eat in the dorm but not it was it wasn't that wasn't the common thing but anyway so you see these white students in this residence this newly integrated residence yeah so this is of course as a result of the burning down of davis residence which is was one of the halls that was predominantly white yeah so now armstrong parker is housing white students um and then we get a flashback to how armstrong excuse me yes to how armstrong Mm -hmm. hall became the residence of choice for black students it goes through this series of how it used to be for quote unquote ethnic students yeah which were um italian italian irish Irish and other like people who did not qualify for white yet yes they had not graduated to whiteness yes as the years progress those ethnic groups graduate to whiteness and whiteness getting all the benefits of what it means to be white in this country which is white privilege Mm -hmm. and that dorm becomes the hall of choice for black students so we see that how that happens and it becomes the hall of choice for black students when they are finally allowed to attend that university yeah and it just reminded me of all the ways in which marginalized people create safe spaces for themselves Mm -hmm. and my experience at vanderbilt where we created a safe space for ourselves at the house as we called it which Mm -hmm. was the black cultural center or at our in our corner or at our tables within the cafeteria um, and how there were people who always had resistance to, to us creating safe spaces mm-hmm. for ourselves when the rest of the university with was this. a safe space. Yeah, it was with their this. safe space. Right. So this dorm is now being infiltrated <laughs> by the white students who were, who were displaced by the fire. They're refugees. <laughs> they're refugees. They're refugees. They're and just, all, they, all they brought with them were, were their flip flops. <laughs> um, 
So the series is narrated by Giancarlo Esposito, most recently known for playing Gus in Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with him and his voice. Great. Mm-hmm. So through this narration, it's revealed that the poisonous sugar grits remind her of home and of her dad, who is white. We know that Sam's dad is white. And what I want to know, are grits white? Because the way they present it in yeah, this thing so, is like... That was weird to me. She remembers sugar grits because her, her white, white dad, dad gave her sugar grits. Then it was also weird because... They didn't get grits until right. The, so that dorm hall like, was it, they had a they had oatmeal and they got grits upon the white students joining this hall. I guess one of them yeah. petitioned for it. But is that cult, something I'm supposed to know is culturally white? I don't know. I don't know. And then is this this school is not in the south? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm confused. So somebody hit us up and let yeah. us know what's the deal with grits. All yeah. I know about grits are that we debate about whether you're supposed to put sugar in them or and salt I do in know them. And people, we eat shrimp I and do grits. know why people eat grits, but they're like in the south. So I don't know where this school is. Like this mm-hmm. fictitious university. I don't. I don't think it's in the south. I don't think so either. That's yeah. why I'm confused. So like maybe if we were in the south somewhere mm-hmm. where a lot of what, you know, we call soul food and they tend to call comfort foods those things are kind of similar right. like some of those things but we're not even in that place so i'm not sure mm-hmm. so yeah let us know this grit shit because i'm confused yeah let us know what's good so we cut to sam in the radio station and so we know this sh- this series is called dear white people which is based on the name of her radio show where yes. she typically starts off with dear white people and then some shit dear white people don't touch our hair dear white people don't wear blackface yada 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 so we're back in the radio station where she does her show or has sex, whichever she's in the mood for. She's there with Joe and is staring into the sky and doesn't know what to say with everything that's taken place. So basically everything that's taken place is last season ends with a major protest about the potential integration of um, Armstrong Parker residents. Um, Lionel reveals that um, a lot of the funding that... One of their funders is funding so that AP can be in- integrated. Mm-hmm. Fire happens. Mm-hmm. The fire um, of Davis Hall. Yeah, yes. that happens. At the same time her as Her boyfriend process. breaks up with her. Mm-hmm. What else happens? What's the, the student? He breaks the glass. What's his name? I don't know. Troy? Yeah. Yeah, Troy Fairbanks, the, is that the dean's son or yes, the president's the, son? The dean's son. Okay, yeah, the dean's son, the black dean's son breaks the glass of wherever they were protesting. Yeah. Um, and so that he ends up in college, college jail, jail for that. That's the whole thing. So all of this stuff happens. And then the first episode of the series is a few weeks later. Right. So it's still very close to right. like, so that's, that's why she's in, in her fields. Mm-hmm. So she's in the radio station in her fields and she doesn't really have the words to say because those same traditional things that she used to say, they seem really simple and basic now yeah. at a time like now. Yep. She looks at Twitter <laughs> And right wing students or everyday white fellow students, they're hard to tell the difference, I would say, <laughs> are tweeting hateful things about her being a half breed, etc. And also hateful things about the other black students there being privileged and having no- nothing to complain about. Their Twitter leader, Alt IVW. Well, um, it's not Twitter. It's like some kind of um school kind of social oh, media platform really? yeah it's not twitter it's like some school kind of social media platform interesting it's not twitter how do how do how can you tell the difference because when you on the screen it looks different it's like red it looks like it's something specific for this show or for this university it's not like social media that we know their leader 
Alt IVW on this social media platform that I'm going to call Twitter says particularly hateful things about her being a half breed and other shit. Um, the studio time. So she's in there. She kind of gets swept up and consumed with these tweets or whatever the fuck they're supposed to be. And so that's kind of a wrap for that studio session. So we end up back at the dorm with the shot of, they open this dorm scene with the shot of these white feet in these flip flops. Yeah. And that was triggering as fuck for me. Cause it just reminded me of oh, Vanderbilt and did. motherfuckers being fucking barefoot at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. It's snowing outside. You guaranteed to see a motherfucker in shorts and flip flops. It's raining. Somebody is there in shorts and flip flops. They make a fucking sound and it is just, it was, and, and, the, and the show was like a huge collective sound of like, Plop, 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 and that's plop, what it is plop, everywhere plop, it's not plop. just the show that's like yeah that's like a reality a real triggering thing and it's it's honestly it's only triggering because of the feet that are wearing them and it's not <laughs> it's not that they're white it's it's all that comes along with that it's the spewing of hatred it's the, the infliction of oppression and then you got them uv frightened toes and all then, exposed and, and shit and then if you think about it remember that march on charleston they were marching with flip-flops too like all oh, the flip-flops yeah and their, their tiki torches yeah like yes. they had on flip-flops so this is like the uniform that's the uniform of the, the uniform of hate yeah exactly right so that's triggering joe is it the joe or jojo joe okay so joe mentions being triggered by the sound i forget the word that it is that she uses for whatever that um some sort of sound Mm -hmm. issue or sensitivity that you have or whatever so it's triggering that for her as soon as i saw that i was like this is triggering and then she said it um i was triggered by the random yoga session that was violent so we passed coco's character Coco's character walks past and Coco is giving the new white girls in the dorm what looks to be a tour, but she's actually teaching them how to speak like certain black language, black slang, Mm -hmm. particularly black queer slang, shade and reading Mm -hmm. and shit like that. Then we come across a group of students who are talking about what happened, the conspiracy that happened with Davis house burning down and the funding. And they're like, Sam, why aren't you talking about this shit on your radio show? What's good. Mm -hmm. It's been quiet for you on the show. You haven't said anything. What's going on. And so you can kind of tell that like the students are calling for her to be a voice and she's kind of is stuck and doesn't know really what to do with that now. And it's just kind of the the ways in which white folks take up space, Yeah, where they take up space, how they take up space. Yeah, Like you're new to this space, but you've, like have You've completely taken over instituted a whole entire class so we get the flash of what you think that sam is in her room having sex with her white boyfriend because we know that she's been her white ex-boyfriend her white ex-boyfriend right we know that she's been dating this ta and then we realize we realize she's that she's actually writing a dildo do you have you done that? No, I was looking like who ride. I've never who rides a dildo. Right, Joe busts in the room and yeah, and while she's masturbating, while riding this dildo, dildo, and the dildo falls to the floor. And I want to add that it's not wet. I think they should have like. It wasn't shiny. No, it's shiny because it's shiny, but uh-huh. it's not like I wouldn't have been able to handle that. <laughs> honestly i I was was already annoyed by her riding the dildo i was annoyed by that and then i'm annoyed that joe comes in the room and she does not leave like for like give her a minute to pull herself together this is my room oh my goodness no i would have stepped out for a minute i probably would have stepped out too for my own like mental i would have stepped out because i probably would have had to laugh or something i know i would have stepped out too i agree with you i do want to add it this is not like a big thing but i do like i don't know who does the 
decorating for the mm-hmm. dorm rooms and stuff mm-hmm. in the series but i've oh i liked all of the interiors of mm-hmm. all of the dorm rooms and well stuff. the the set design is amazing and i also like the wardrobing because even in this yeah. she, in this scene the wardrobing this season is better than last season okay in this scene where joe walks into the room <laughs> As and as the vibrator is falling on the floor, you get a shot of her boot. Yeah, that is a fresh ass boot. Yes, that is a fresh ass boot. They fly this season. They are rather fly. Joe suggests that they they get out. They go for a run to help clear Sam's head a little bit because we realize that Sam is in her room masturbating because she's thinking about her white ex boyfriend. And she is about to take his class or whatever class he TAs in. Yeah. Um, and she wants to make sure she takes the edge off. So they go for a run. But they don't really run. They end up just eating chips and <laughs> talking. I've been there. I-, I have too. Reggie walks past and we know that Reggie experienced the trauma last season of having a gun pulled on him by, by a campus security guard yeah. at a white fright house, um, which is not uncommon. Yeah, him and Joe had a, fa- a bit of a falling out last season. Was it that she was not supportive, or what? What was like the major, the major point of contention last season? Do you remember? No, I don't. Okay, I just know that she wants his penis in her mouth. <laughs> um, no, there, there have there's some experience in some type of tension, but I we do know that she was not. I I felt last season that maybe she wasn't supportive or was trying to be supportive but wasn't there in the right ways or whatever but there's some tension between the two of them and mm-hmm. yes she does want his penis in her mouth yeah. that is that is factual mm-hmm. um but also can't really decide between him and the white TA that she's been that she was dating her yeah. ex-boyfriend yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. So she has this, they have this come to Jesus moment, this heart to heart after their jog, Joe and Sam, just about how she feels stuck, doesn't know what to say. And Joe suggests that she reclaim her narrative, Mm -hmm. find her voice. And she kind of puts the batteries in her back to break the silence and say something. Yeah. She, you know, reclaim your time, bitch. Reclaim your motherfucking time, yo. Don't let these people define you. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a good sister girl moment. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you just need somebody to tell you what's good. And then Lionel walks by, and and they decide that he could get it. <laughs> and he is adorable. He is. He is adorable. So as she walks away from her conversation with Joe, she sends a tweet. Finally, sends a tweet, a Twitter response to um, Alt IVW, and she feels empowered again. She goes into class, which is the class that she has. Uh, I guess she hasn't been dreading it, but has been masturbating in preparation <laughs> for. for she goes into class and the only other black woman in the class uh is flirting and chatting with, with her, her ex boyfriend mm-hmm. who was a ta in that class yeah also i don't think it's supposed to be lost on us that they have a similar hairstyle going on oh yeah i noticed that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he has a type the other black woman in the class they're talking about they're talking about war documentaries and the, the debate is is this propaganda is it not and the TA seems to be hanging on every word that the other black woman in the class says. Mm-hmm. And so she's make these, makes these points. And at the end of every point, she's like, right? 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 And I, <laughs> which I thought was perfect. Cause I was like building hatred for yeah, her. In my me heart. Too. I was like, that's annoying. Just say what you got to say, bitch. So she does that. Sam notices the TA is staring and obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. So he's deaf. She's definitely feeling some kind of way about this. They end up in this kind of back and forth conversation sam is challenging the other black woman in the class 
And then the teacher decides, the professor decides that, okay, well, if this is how you feel, then present another film that counters this argument. The debate was, is it propaganda or is it a genuine documentary? Yeah. Sam is supposed to present something else. Then we flash to them watching. (laughs) Now we're in the dorm. We're back in the dorm where we know the dorm has traditionally had like TV night and all the black folks gather around and watch whatever the popular black shows are. And we were watching some love and hip hop -hop hybrid thing. Yeah. And Lena Waithe. What is it? T Pity? T P Pippy? It's like a, it's a play on P Diddy. Oh, P Ninny. Okay. There we go. Layla Waithe is in it and supposedly her and P. Nitty are in a relationship so she has to fight this bitch who's challenging their relationship <laughs> when she's a whole ass entire lesbian yeah. and she is denying uh, her sexuality. Yes. So that's supposed to be funny. Funny but while they're watching it they're also since now it's integrated there's white people in the space watching it too and some of the black students feel uncomfortable because what are they laughing at? Like how are they laughing at it? Mm-hmm. So I know I don't know his name the light skin one? <laughs> Mm -hmm. he's like oh this feels uncomfortable like this isn't the same kind of funny it's the difference between enjoying watching something that you know is ridiculous about black folks Mm -hmm. but you know it's ridiculous and you can laugh and enjoy it as entertainment because you know there's a monolith right you know that there's exactly you there's comfort in watching with other black people versus watching with white people and like are they laughing with you or are Are they they laughing laughing at at you you? right and that discomfort then it's a matter of should that type of art exist and yeah that whole thing so i thought that that was really interesting interesting mm-hmm. then troy comes back so troy is just released he's released from college jail mm-hmm. he's <laughs> in college jail for breaking up glass at one of the halls or wherever that was during mm-hmm. the protest everybody is coming through and giving him dabs saying what's I up i actually am attracted to him because his facial hair before i didn't he was just there he does come back but with the i was in prison i was in yeah, jail like, for a little minute facial hair yeah. i'm a little bit more rugged i'm not trying to be everybody that my dad wants me to be anymore exactly so i'm relaxed you know i, I enjoy it he's giving dab to all the black folks he gives mm-hmm. dab to lionel they make a joke about his dap like his hug to lionel and they're like oh get a room he's like we already have a room so there's some comfort um lionel is out at this time so lionel is the gay character the gay black male character so there's clearly some comfort and some openness Mm -hmm. surrounding that situation and and we're not being met with this kind of old black people are so homophobic exactly storyline so i I I appreciated that and sam is here she says what's up but then she's also being distracted by these tweets rolling in because now she's almost fully consumed in this twitter battle that she's having with this alt-right student students so we cut to her dorm room now and she ends up in there for several days going back and forth with this person for the weekend so this is a friday night and then all weekend she's She's in there going going back back and forth forth with the troll going back and forth there's a point where her dad kind of like interrupts because he facetimes her Mm -hmm. and she kind of like rushes him off of the facetime um because she had some trolling to reply to i guess she rushes him off but it's just funny how it just reminded me of all the times when I'm like in the middle of doing something that seems really important to me. And that's the time that my parents yeah. want to call me. I've just, as a grown ass bitch, I just learned, don't answer. <laughs> it's not the time. Don't answer. I'm going to have to be mean or something is whenever I'm in the middle of something and I'm learning the part I'm learning as a grown ass bitch uh-huh. is even if I'm not in the middle of something, but certain times when I'm going through things, I cannot answer. Yo, mm-hmm. I answered yeah. the phone on my dad one day. He's how's it going? I'm wild stressed about this, that these are the three things I'm wild stressed and anxious about. He was like, you're stressed and anxious about those things. Here are five more things. I'm like, you know what? I shouldn't have taken this call. 
So yeah, there's so that whole exchange. Mm-hmm. So she's in the room, like you said, for days with this troll. The thing that stands out to me that I don't like is that they show the time lapse. They show all the food garbage stuff around her but her hair is still neatly in place like i needed mm. her hair to be more frizzy like yeah she's, like she's been right like frizz that hair up a little bit please mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. know black girl like you know all right so a twitter twitter video pops up of her white ta boy ex-boyfriend in the video that is titled am i racist with his <laughs> video looks with flashes of his face his picture in black and white and then he's standing there am i racist i also want to add that he has less facial hair than he did last season Mm -hmm. and i don't like it i think he's supposed to look more like a clean cut um white guy who could if he were not a uh what is that word i don't know ruddy that's the word if he were not a ruddy brunette um that he would look maybe more alt-righty so i think they're supposed to be uh, to me he looks more like a violent white person with the with the lower shaved hair i don't like it yeah um so basically he does this whole video this documentary am i racist are there things about me i should be exploring within myself that i could be contributing to white supremacy as i'm a nice white guy but am i racist and then he includes reggie in the video so he does a little interview with with reggie yeah um but i think the point a part of the point here is that we see that this video is like trending and people are excited about it and it just reminded us of any time a white person does something the excitement that comes behind that because sam is basically doing was doing the same right thing. but because now it's this white face this white male face that's like doing oh, these wow. things and exploring these things and now it's like something dynamic wow, let's happening. pay attention to this let's look at that white white man speaking mm-hmm. joe comes in and pulls sam away from the computer where she's been at because she needs to watch all her fucking ass. weekend because she needs to watch, watch her, her ass, ass and she buys her a pair of flip-flops flip-flop. which i thought was funny first of all <laughs> always wear flip-flops in the college shower mm-hmm. period wear the fucking flip-flops but i thought the gift of flip-flops implied to me that maybe they didn't use them before when it was yeah, a black dorm. Yeah. But now yeah. that it's white girls in there blowing snot in the shower and spitting <laughs> and washing, clogging up the drain with their hair and all type of shit like yeah. that, that these flip-flops are more Yeah, and that's what, um, that's what Joe said. She's like, they're for, they're for work, not play. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you need this. This yeah. is not. So now we're back in the classroom and the professor is asking her for her project for yeah, the film yeah. that she was supposed to find. But we know, of course, that she spent all weekend fighting this uh, racist person the on troll. Twitter, the troll. Which I wish she didn't do. Um, I don't know, like feeding the troll for that mm-hmm, long. Like mm-hmm. he got so much out of her. Yeah. Um, so much of her time in her life that is like mm-hmm. she can't get back because she wanted to argue with the troll. Yeah. I wish she didn't do that. I didn't. Did you, I don't know, we didn't have social media to this extent when we were in college. Like, you know, there was Facebook and stuff like that, but not to this extent. Mm -hmm. So I never had to deal with this type of shit. Um, I know for myself when it comes to like, um, I don't even really like to argue, mm -hmm. like period. I don't really like doing back and forth for too long. So I don't think so. But I know that in the space that we are now, when people react to things we say, when things go viral or whatever, I mute tweets. I make it so that I don't see the notifications. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be a part of that shit. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I, that's just not for me to be arguing 
or um, going back and forth with someone who is intent who are who is content with hating me like right. i'm not gonna keep you right. know doing that or when the goal is clearly an argument when the goal yeah. is not hey i have a different view a person is a troll Let's for a reason right yeah right, right. so after class she pulls aside the black girl and she the other black girl in the class and she gives her opinion she kind of actually breaks down where she was coming from she's yeah. like listen i wasn't trying to say that your opinion was wrong i'm just saying this is why i think it's propaganda and she's like okay girl why are you telling me that? now and she talks about how she didn't want to appear to be arguing with the only other black girl in, in the, the class. class. And she's kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then, what is that white boy's name? Should we just call him his name? Nobody cares. White boy. And then white boy T.A. approaches her <laughs> to say, hey, do you want to talk? And she's like, no, nah, I don't have anything to talk about. And in that moment, the other black girl student oh, realizes, realizes, oh, they had a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think also in that moment, I feel like she was like, oh, was this like a thing that he does? Date black girls? That's mm-hmm. what I got from that yeah. as well. Because, like you said earlier, they had a similar hairstyle. Mm-hmm. They both into film. Like, it seems as if they are. The prototype is similar. Yep. Sam's outfit is just cute. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't dress the other black girl cute. <laughs> that bothered me. That bothered. They could both be adorable. Yeah. She was already saying, right? I was already going to hate her. You, you didn't, didn't have, have to, to dress yeah. her badly, yo. Yep. Right? <laughs> what? Just make your fucking point. Yep. So Sam is talking to Joe now and she's excited because she gave white boy T.A. the fade because he was clearly trying to talk like, oh, I just made this racist video. I made this anti-racist video. Don't you want to talk, talk to me or whatever? She's like, she's nah, like get I'm the good. fuck out of here. I'm good. So her and Joe are together. Joe is supposed to be a guest on her Dear White People show today and they finally are excited about talking and saying some shit and they get to the studio and it's a brand new alt-right radio show i guess they're podcast doing thing Who knows? i'm sure they're podcasting in yeah. there as well because this would make no sense but radio show slash podcast going on yeah with three white students questioning actually two white students and one east asian yes person mention i think that. it's important to mention that he's east asian mm-hmm. and like i said i watched the whole series um they make a point to um, include include non, other non-black, non-black and white people right, yeah, yes. in the series. Because they participate. The yes, they do. This, so this is a clear indication of mm-hmm. non-black POC yeah. being a part of this white supremacist structure. Mm-hmm. And they clearly say when they're like going off the what do they call themselves dear white people yes that's what they oh, call the show yes dear white people wow um the woman who was a part of this she's like talking about all of the inclusion and diversity inclusion and diversity thing and she clearly says that is white genocide and they all are like yeah and i'm like mm-hmm. he's asian man what are you like why right are you like- right right but it's interesting because of the way that race is set up there are a lot there are races of people who are allowed to al- align themselves with whiteness mm-hmm. and some i have a friend who i spoke to who uh, as an asian woman she says she never really considered herself or thought about her not white her non-whiteness or that she wasn't white that everything she was included and everything was fine and, and she never felt her otherness and i think it's important that that is an east asian person an east asian person because usually they are the model minority mm-hmm. the east asian people in the united states mm-hmm. um they're usually the example of the model minority the, right. mo- the minority, minority the the minority who has come to this country and you know, um, got educated and created their own business and did all these things. And mm-hmm. look, look, they did it. So right. Why can't, why you, know, can't, why you, can't you do it? Right. Um, so I think it was on purpose that it was an East Asian person who was mm-hmm. on this show, the right people mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, this show actually reminded me of, we had a newspaper on, well, the, the school newspaper was mm-hmm. called The Hustler at Vanderbilt. 
and the I just hustler. Have, yeah I don't know I don't I really don't <laughs> fucking know I just I think I maybe read an article or two when I first got there and then I just started reading it because I didn't want to be upset mm-hmm. and part of me in the academic setting at that time without a lot of the the language that we have now part of me felt guilty and of course you know there's always other people saying well you gotta you can't close yourself off and block yourself off or whatever i'm like i'm on this anti-black racist campus i'm here every day i live this i don't need to read one of these white boys thoughts on this experience yeah i don't need to do this Mm -hmm. and it's self-care so it was self-care at the time i'm able now to look back at it and see that that's what i was doing yeah but at the time i felt like i felt like people were trying to shame me for not reading it or like oh well like it's not smart of you not to like you need to be aware of, and i'm aware i live here on this campus yeah. and i fucking hate it i don't need to consume and ingest more of this to be upset about yeah, what you we live already in a know system about based on I'm those thoughts already yeah why do i have to opt yeah. in i'm already in it yeah so this show reminded me of that piece of media mm-hmm. that i was intentionally not consuming yeah. um because there was a lot of this type of thing going on campus so these racist white people and, and their Asian token leave the studio. <laughs> and something else that's interesting about this is that a lot of these alt right, a lot of a lot of this like fear of white genocide and white rage is always a response to something like this. All yeah. lives matter shit is mm, a response bonds. to black folks saying black lives matter. This show is a response to dear white people. Their response was, what do you say, dear right, dear, dear, dear right, right people. people, because it's not about being marginalized or excluded it's about oh this one piece of thing is saying that i don't belong here so now i need to counter this one piece of media or this one piece of thought wherein black lives matter dear white people is a response to what's oppression what's happening to us in in society and not this one instance in where we feel marginalized yeah and it's 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 basically their grapple of trying to stay in power is basically what that response is mm-hmm. all the time. Like, white genocide? Are you serious, girl? They're in the studio. Um, I guess they're supposed to be prepping, but they're angry because of they just saw with the, the what is it called? The dear right people mm-hmm. um, say what they had to say when they leave. And while that happens, Sam gets a tweet by the alt, what is that person's name? The troll. Alt IVW. Thank you. Mm-hmm. She gets a tweet by him, and he has a picture of her, a family photo. It's her, her mother and father, and um, the tweet basically says, "Too bad your father ruined you by fucking a monkey." Yeah, this bet she's angry all the time too. Is what it says. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's in reference to her mom, who is a black woman, whom they are calling a monkey because white people have ruined monkeys. They fucking ruined them. Ruined monkeys. They ruined monkeys. They like to say shit like this to black people, and then they want to call their baby a monkey and yeah, make, yeah, like type it's of something innocent. And it's like no, you use it so as a cute. racist epithet all mm-hmm. the time. And now none of us can fucking enjoy monkeys. Yeah. yeah. So because of that tweet and that happened, Sam kind of breaks down and she starts crying. That's like all of the pressure, I guess, is like hitting her at this moment. With everything that is going on on campus, um, in her personal, and all of that stuff. So it looks like she centers herself, and um, she puts her headphones on, and she gets ready to say some shit. To do the damn thing. Oh, and then they start playing Jesus Walks. Jesus Walks by Kanye West. Psych! It's not Kanye. It's actually the original choir. Oh, good. Because when they were doing it, I was like, "Mm." Yeah. I knew they recorded this before Mm -hmm. Kanye was wilding. Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, yeah, it's, it's not the even them. So good. That, yes. Good. So that was a good thing. Yeah. So 
it's on and popping is basically what it says towards mm-hmm. the end. That's her face expression. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's take a break real quick. Yeah, let's take a break. Thank you so much for listening to a Dear Black People, our Dear White People review series. Mm-hmm. We actually are motherfucking podcasters. We have a whole ass other show. A whole entire show called Tea with Queen and Jay, where we dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. One episode at a fucking time. Every motherfucking week, we discuss liberation, pop culture, and politics. And um, we fucking like doing it, yo. Yo, and you're here already. You you're love here. us. You're our friend. You might as well subscribe to Press our subscribe. Shit. We do a new episode every motherfucking Tuesday, yo. Mm-hmm. Check us out. Can't wait to see you. Or feel you. Or hear you. Or get an email from me. It's going to creep you. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> and we're black. Dear black people. Yes. <laughs> so this episode, episode two, chapter two of Dear White, White people. people features Reggie's story. And an ugly sweater. I hate this sweater. Oh my goodness. I, I make it I made a note that I like that sweater. I passionately hate that sweater. It reminds me of Lena, Lenny Kravitz. Because you like big big I do stuff. like big bulky, I hate that cozy sweater. Stuff. It reminds me of Lenny Kravitz's huge blanket of a scarf. To be fair, real quick, there are several wore. several images of Lenny Kravitz in that scarf that have been doctored to make the scarf look bigger than it actually was. Um, I don't care. Okay. It was still a big, doofy-ass scarf, mm-hmm. and that is a big, doofy-ass total neck that he's wearing with plaid pants. Like, what is he? I love the whole thing. I don't Get like it. his wardrobe a lot of this. Honestly, I did not remember those pants, and now that we're looking at them again, I got questions, but he can still get that it. That whole outfit is... Mm-hmm. Oh. Still get it. So the story focuses on Reggie, who we we know was minding his business at a white frat party having a good time when they started saying the n-word or whatever the fuck yeah and just a regular campus conflict and then um, the campus security was called killed. because white people are violent and they don't care about black and people and also, they call campus security what you call its ex-boyfriend called ta white boy is yes. the one who called the police yes that's from the season now one. he's doing a whole video about, about uh, campus security pulls a gun out on reggie we get those flashbacks and then the series does uh they do kind of flashbacks as to how it became acceptable for campus security to have Depends. guns on campus yes. and just how initially on campus or in that town folks were allowed there was an ordinance where you can carry guns to protect yourselves against slave uprisings yeah. or some mm-hmm. shit and how that law was never really changed and so now you got campus security running we're around with guns, guns and pulling them on black students because yes. that's how it goes so then we cut into Reggie going into his dorm room and it smells like nasty, cheesy Hot Pockets because now that Hot Pockets, <laughs> now that they've been integrated, they now have like roommates and most of their roommates are white. And his friend, his roommate is the friend of that white guy who died, I think, in season one. Um, Didn't the white guy died from like some sort of alcoholic bender or some shit? Oh, I don't remember. I don't know, but he's that guy. I don't remember white death. Oh, God. <laughs> I actually don't remember because I saw this like so long ago, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. So his new white roommate is trying to bond with her and say, listen, man, we can talk. And Reggie is like, nah, I'm good. Nah, you were part of the problem. He's like, that was before I knew you. Is that now in this part that he says that or is that later on? Well, he proclaims that their room is a safe space. <laughs> and we know that it's not. <laughs> we know it's it not. It was safe when he wasn't there. It wasn't even safe when he just walked in. It smells like fucking cheese, cheesy does. Hot Pockets. That it doesn't does. sound like safety to me. I like a cheesy Hot Pocket. I haven't had a Hot Pocket in a long time. I remember I had a friend who had never eaten a, a um, empanada. And he was eating it. He was like, ooh, these Spanish Hot Pockets are good. And I'm like, nope. 
No. No. Not how that works. At all. Not how that works. Yeah, so after the dorm room scene, we cut to Reggie just walking down the campus, but we see that he is having these flashbacks of Officer, I think his name is Officer Ames, whom is the one who pulled out the gun on him at the frat party. Um, Sorry, I'm going to cut before that. Bef- before that, he's in the... um. At the end of his conversation with his white roommate, he gets an alert on his phone where it says that he has fucking therapy in 15 minutes, mm-hmm. which is indicative of how he feels about therapy. But also, like, there's so many alarms that I have set in my phone that are shit like that. Fucking this. Gotta go do this. Or even our notes for the show when horrible things happen. It's like this motherfucker. Oh, I don't do that. I have, like, nice affirmation um, uh-huh. reminders and alarms. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. So, like you said... He's having these flashbacks and he's on his way to therapy and he runs into white TA mm-hmm. who is asking him if he wants to talk and Reggie is like, nah, nah thanks. I'm good. I'm good. Get out of my face. So he heads to therapy and we're now in his therapy session and he's talking to a white man. And I don't know if I've ever said it here, but if you black to me, as far as I'm concerned mm-hmm. for experiences like his or like my black ass experience, it's not therapy if your therapist ain't black. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's a lot of explaining happening. Um, and I had a similar experience. I also did therapy at my predominantly white university. And my first therapist was a white woman who I had to spend most of my therapy time. I don't remember anything that she did or said to me that was beneficial. I spent most of my therapy time explaining what what it was like to be a person of color on a predominantly white campus, what Mm -hmm. it was like to be othered, ostracized. And she gave me nothing in return besides, oh, I, I have no, I remember nothing of why don't you do this or why don't you nothing it was just a fucking waste of my time Mm -hmm. and it was me laboring in what should have been my therapy sessions um so this session it seems like he's not getting much out of it he's explaining his experience how he feels and therapist is like you're not thinking about suicide are you type shit and he's mostly doing his therapy because it's mandated right um by the university Mm -hmm. for him to do it so he's like making sure he just completes the sessions that he's supposed to complete Mm -hmm. and then he can like jet out right he shows up to the dean's office to get his papers work signed so that the dean knows that he's done with his fucking sessions and did what he was supposed to do Mm -hmm. and we see the dean's son troy in the office being cursed out by his dad and i think is this troy must have just got out of campus jail Mm -hmm. at that conversation yeah reggie goes in gives the dean his paperwork says he completed the sessions the dean is like that's cool if you ever need somebody to talk to you know you can talk to me which is strange because you saw how he just spoke to his son it was very like reprimanding you got to get your shit together mm. like you know whatever but um in this exchange that we see with reggie and the dean he's kind of like i'm here for you you mm-hmm. can talk to me i know your experience like all of these things that he didn't offer for his son who also kind of is being traumatized by living in this Mm. white space of a campus but he doesn't offer that to his own son right but he seems to be offering it to i felt that when i first saw it but now that we're talking about it again i feel like it kind of speaks to like respectability politics right so his son when he's his son has destroyed property he went to campus jail or wherever the fuck they go and he quit his um, position as class president or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck he was doing without giving notice, some shit that he did or whatever. So his son is just, just demonstrating all of this bad, be- perceived bad behavior when 
Reggie was just a kid who was minding his business at a party and had a gun pulled on him. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like there's this kind of duality where we're supposed to, we see this Dean as this kind of respectability politic, respectability politic and type black dude. But at the same time, even those with respectability politics, they're still, they're still black people. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like he, he does, um, see himself in reggie even his son he wants to love and be supportive of him but he is living in belief of respectability politics and doesn't really see a way outside of that so reggie is like i know you got to say that because you work here um you don't have to pretend to care about me type of thing and the dean is like nah i approve events and shit because i work here i'm telling you that i'm actually interested and care about you let me know, you know, if you want to talk. Clear but, your mind. Yeah, I think also you have to keep him from suing the university. Yeah. So you have to, like, cater to this relationship right. and make Reggie feel comfortable and make him um, feel safe because he can definitely sue this university. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is probably, this dean is probably the black face that, that the university has yeah. asked to do that, you know, because... Reggie got a case there. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a part of that too. I don't know if he actually cares or, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know. I don't right, know. And this right. is only the second episode. So sure. who, who knows? Reggie asked the Dean what happened to the cop that pulled the gun on him. And the Dean assures him that the appropriate actions are being taken, which we know is vague means, as fuck. Yeah. What, what does that mean? It means nothing. Reggie is back at the dorm now and he keeps seeing these flashbacks of the cop pulling the gun on him. And I keep seeing flashbacks of this ugly sweater. Oh my goodness. I hate this sweater. But looks no, itchy. My collar. So he walks into the student <laughs> lounge and they have this uh spoof of Yanla fixing my life. Yes. Playing in the lounge. I think she's called No Oprah. No what Oprah. Is she? I think she's called No Oprah or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Someone referred to her as No Oprah. Uh huh. Um, so in this scene he's talking to Coco, but in the background you hear the and Yanla parody playing in the background and it the she's talking to a black man who has also been uh i guess a victim to mm-hmm. gun violence um had a gun pull out on him and she's like she's just screaming like rent like this is stupid like they robbed you they made you run your shit like who the fuck says that yonla van zandt <laughs> real life yonla says and she said and, and you know what that gun represents a white penis <laughs> brilliant i really enjoyed it and then of course she puts his face in her titties i feel my tears i feel your tears on my titties oh my because you know that's how anyana heals she puts Mm -hmm. your face in the titties Uh, coco did offer to turn the channel but um they didn't because it was just like this shit is ridiculous Mm -hmm. and they just both looked at it another student comes in they're there for bible Bible study study. um which would have been my cue to leave but then it was also his cue to leave yes but then Joe comes in and him and Joe kind of have this, this burgeoning like romance thing, possibly yeah. coming up. So he sees Joe. He's happy to see her and decides to stay in this Bible study. I was surprised to see her come to Bible study. It's always one of them. Okay. <laughs> it be so these cultural it's be these cultural Christians that know it's a lot of foolishness, but they're trying <laughs> to hold on. They're like, I don't want to become one of those special occasion Christians that we talk shit about because I was a kid and I was forced to be at church five days a week. So you hear all the other elders who are there five days a week talking about the church occasion Christians, but then you realize that you are culturally Christian because any other the way it just don't work yeah don't don't, I don't work know. yeah i didn't expect not for everybody
body. Don't work for me. So yes, I get I get how in college Joe would randomly show up to Bible study as if this was important mm-hmm. to be at. Yeah. But you can tell that she's not or all the way bought she's into not, yeah, how like intense she, everybody yeah, else is. Not. She said some kind of scripture that everyone was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? Right, right, right. Uh, but also it kind of brought to light that that there are a lot of different types of Christianity and a lot of different types of Christians. Yeah. So she's there. She's down to be at this Bible study, but she's still going to hit you with a random verse, yeah. something obscure mm-hmm. that perhaps everybody don't pay attention to. And, and of course, the leader of the Bible study quiets her with, silences her with prayer. <laughs> Of course. He's like, oh, okay. Of course. Let's pray. Let's just pray. <laughs> and in his prayer, he prays that Reggie forgives the people who yeah. who hurt him. Um, he prays that Reggie finds forgiveness instead of praying, perhaps for Reggie's peace. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And things that are to benefit Reggie. And Reggie sneaks his ass up out of there. That's he right. With the shit. That's right. He runs into White Ta oh, again. His name is Gabe. Nobody cares. Okay. He runs into White T.A. <laughs> again, who is trying to get him to partner with him and, you know, talk sometime. No, actually, um, he was just like, hey, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm here to see. And it's awkward because he's actually, Gabe is there to see Sam. Um, I remember Sam and Reggie have a thing. Is he there to see Sam or is yeah. he there to see the other black girl? I thought he was there to see Sam because he was like, I'm here to see. And then Sam came in and then it was like uh-huh. awkward because it was like all three of them. But maybe he's not there to see Yeah, I, like- I, I think we're supposed to have this moment where we don't know what okay. he was doing. Oh. I didn't think about that at they all. They succeeded. Because we don't <laughs> fucking know. We don't fucking know. Right, right. So then we flash to when Troy is back. So you know how some of these, these the time the times overlap yeah right so now we see from from reggie's perspective what it looks like when troy returns Mm -hmm. from college jail all the white girls are chatting him up um giving him sympathy and troy says to reggie yo this is too easy right and troy's like Like, what are you you talking talking about about? he's like the silver lining of all this is sympathy pussy and reggie's like what what do you mean so the fuck you talking about exactly so troy puts him on and puts him on to the fact that women will fuck you white women in particular will fuck Fuck you you. because of what you've been through yes and it's an opening to say hey do you want some of this white pussy yeah you look sad Mm -hmm. so then they are at what appears to be some white frat house yeah talking to some liberal white guy white guy he has blonde hair and a ponytail yes he's rocking a man bun yeah well, I don't believe in man buns. Oh, yeah. Buns don't have gender. You're right. They don't. Just a bun. I like the word man bun. Maybe no. can I call them all man buns? I guess. Everybody's bun? Can I call it a man bun? They know. don't have a gender. It's just a bun. I never understood that shit. <sighs> You're right. Nothing is fun. <laughs> um. All right. So he's rocking a bun. Yes. Rocking a blonde bun. Yeah, and they're smoking, drinking. They're having a good time. What What's interesting about this? So they're in this scene, smoking, drinking. Troy and Reggie are uh, are they, they're kind of throwing in the dozens yeah. a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Nigga, you can't this, nigga, you that. As the white boy sits in between them, that's not really addressed, right? Um, no, it's not. Not in, no, not in like an awkward way. Right. Like it's, it's just fine and like mm-hmm. that flowed. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the I, I guess a part of the point is that there's some safety with this white guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So um, they 
do some E. Are they doing not, not E? e. They do e? Molly. They did Molly. Is that what M D N whatever yeah, that is? Molly's. That's what. Okay, I didn't know that's yeah. meant the same thing. Um. Yeah. So they they do Molly. Mm-hmm. So now they're like. They were drinking and they were smoking. So they're high mm-hmm. as fuck right now. They're high as fuck and they get into this dialogue because the white guy is talking about how bad of a white guy he is or whatever and how he understands his privilege and shit like that. Yeah. And Troy starts laughing. He's like, do you want a motherfucking cookie yeah, for this? Like, you think you're special for like treating us as human yeah. and for recognizing your, your privilege, privilege and shit? Reggie co-signs and he's like, should we give you an award for this shit? People treat you special for doing like everyday, normal, recognizing your privilege and shit. That should be the norm. You mm-hmm. don't deserve a prize for yeah. that. So that was cool. Troy decides he's going to do more drugs. Reggie is like, dude, we are wild fucked up. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Troy is like, I'm trying to medicate this pain and fuck mad white bitches. Yeah. You got to get up on this fucking white bitches. We're going to get you fucking white bitches. <laughs> You got to do this. You're fucking missing out. Why bitches? What happened fuck to yeah. us? We used to be friends. Yeah, but you wanted to fuck white bitches. <laughs> Listen, if we both fuck mad white bitches, we could just be friends again. So that's kind of what the conversation is, but yeah. not really. Not really. They kinda. actually start talking about why they weren't friends and what else. They're actually talking about the dean who is Trey's dad. Right. Um, Troy's dad. So mm-hmm. he's Troy's dad. So Troy, I mean, Reggie was telling Troy the conversation that he had with his dad. Troy was listening. I think Troy did a few impressions of his dad also. Mm-hmm. And Reggie reveals that he has not told his father what happened to him. Yes. He hasn't told his father about the security cop pulling out a gun, gun on him. Because how could he tell his Black Panther father right. that um, a pig mm-hmm. pulled a gun out on him? Mm-hmm. So it's revealed that Reggie's dad was a Black Panther. Yep. So there's that. He can't tell him that. And I guess compared to the shit that his dad went through as a black panther exactly that this seems so small for mm-hmm. him to be affected by it yeah um why are we even talking about it yes kind of exactly thing? probably mm-hmm. like i didn't like that his dad was a panther he looks like cuban good Jr. to me no we're not not about to take this joy from me i told you he's gonna get the business i'm not giving the business to no cuba good and jr looking motherfucker and he don't look like him he does look but I don't receive that. I, I'm going to reject that because I can't. Those two things, they, they can't exist in the same world for me. But anyway, I didn't like the fact that they created that he his dad is a panther. Mm-hmm. I felt like I felt like sometimes the explanation. Well, I guess we're supposed to see. I don't know. I feel like there's all there always has to be a reason for why somebody is like a militant black person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like so Sam's story here as a as a quote unquote militant black person has been that she's overcompensating perhaps for her being, um, biracial. being biracial, right? And Reggie, now we now learn that his dad was a Black Panther, so there's some foundation for that. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are there are black folks who are as militant as this, who don't necessarily have a background in black liberation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, I feel like oppression is enough and Mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to be some impetus for, Oh, that's why you're so Mm -hmm. pro black. You know what I'm saying? So that made me a little bit uncomfortable, even though I think we should always be reminded of the Panthers and their existence because they were erased and their history is erased. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of, that made me feel a little bit like, nah. I don't know. It didn't make me feel that way. I thought that they wanted to mention the Panthers. Right. That's how I took it. But I do get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, dear black people, not all black militant people. Right. Come from a space. Yes. Of 
um, black liberation all the time. Yes. Lots of people who have just learned it on their way, yes. their journey of life. Mm-hmm. Like you said, oppression is enough. Mm-hmm. Dear black people, oppression, oppression is, is enough. enough. Yes. Yeah. So in this moment, a white woman approaches and she's like, oh my God, are oh my you okay? God. You're almost Someone pulled beaten a gun to get- on you. What's funny? No, somebody every time somebody, yes. And knocked all your teeth out. Yes, every time somebody approaches him, the so story is bigger and dick. bigger. Somebody beat you to death. Somebody did this yeah. to you, did that to you, whatever. So this is, I think, his first time saying yes to white pussy finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. he says yes to white pussy. And then we see a montage of him getting all different types of white pussy. First, yeah. it looks fun, like he's enjoying it. Yeah. All this white pussy. And then eventually he's like bored. Yeah. And I'm just, just looking out the window. And this is just what I do. And he's yawning. <laughs> he looks confused. <laughs> he's like in, out, in, out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> ejaculate yeah <laughs> so he's in his bed he's sleep oh and he, and he, wakes, he wakes up, up in a cold sweat because he's having a vision of um the white cop shooting him again and it happens to just be his roommate annoying to talk about his roommate. feelings and why he is unhappy with him as a roommate and reggie's um, like you got too many feelings and you're fucking annoying <laughs> and you contributed to what my problems are so i don't want to fucking talk about it Oh yeah, you're right. His friend did pass for the alcohol. Um, that is why I rem- when earlier in this episode he was drinking a beer, Reggie, and he was like, "I need you to not have alcohol in here." Mm-hmm. Like it was a trigger. So now right. I'm remembering it's coming back. Right, yes. right, 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 right. So he's telling Reggie that he's he's also sick of his alcohol use and yes. he's sick of his alcohol infused sex romps that he's having. And in, in that moment, uh. This what looks to be this is not a white girl. She's a black girl. This is a very light skinned black, black girl. girl. And she pops out of bed and the roommate offers her hot pocket. And he's <laughs> like, Yeah, you got it. that broccoli and chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was interesting that they included a um very, 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 very light skinned uh black, black woman in that at the end of that white girl montage. montage. Let's not address it. Um <laughs> <laughs> so now we jump to, to open mic night, I believe. Yeah, we're at open mic night, and Reggie's on what appears to be a date with Joe. Mm-hmm. So this is cute. Reggie has a flask because mm-hmm. I assume that they what what is what are they like? I think they just hang out, juniors. I know, but what what they probably I guess not old enough to drink. I wasn't old enough to drink until like my senior year in college. Okay. So anyway, so he's there drinking sodas, and he has his flask. And it looks like he might have an alcohol problem now. Mm-hmm. Lionel shows up and he Oh, sh- Lionel shows up with the old um older. What's his name? No, Lionel shows up with the old editor of the newspaper the newspaper that he was writing for and Lionel, writing. right. We know yeah, Lionel like, is the gay character yes. who was writing for the newspaper that exposed all this drama about the residences and the donors and shit yeah. like that. So he shows up with the old editor from mm-hmm. there. Um, in the first season, it ends with them kissing. Um, so right. now they're out together. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're just here spending time. What y'all doing together? And he's like, oh, you know, we're here mm-hmm. getting to know, know each, each other. other. So it's clear they're both on a date. They're both on dates. Yes. Joe goes up there for open mic. And she and sings she called sings, Yes, which I enjoyed. She's mm-hmm. a good singer. Mm-hmm. While she's singing that, yeah let's call it white this white woman <laughs> um approaches reggie sits down no i don't think this is a white woman this is 
no, this, no that's a white woman mm-hmm. this white woman approaches reggie sits in joe's seat and is uh flirting with him he looks to be uneasy with it he doesn't look fully accepting of it but mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to get rid of her fast enough yeah so at the end of joe's open mic she uh, when she goes back to her seat she just kind of grabs her shit and goes and reggie's like hey good job what do you want to do now she's like nah, i'm gonna go home i just want to take note of joe's hair she has box braids, yes. but she styles her box braids differently mm-hmm. in like every fucking scene. Which I'm and here I'm for. here for it. Yes. yes. Loving it. Very, very cute. So after that exchange that he has with Joe, so Joe leaves. He looks confused, but also disappointed because he actually likes Joe. She should have saying, you've been saying no, 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 no. When it's really yes. Okay. <laughs> so he finally decides to go and talk to the dean. Ask the dean if he has a minute. He's talking to the dean. The dean seems to be saying nice things. They're bonding. The dean is talking about his experience being the black person here and where he found peace and solace at this uh, Cape Verde restaurant that he used to go to. Mm-hmm. So there was some, some black safety there mm-hmm. off campus. Then at the end of this conversation, Reggie sees the cop who pulled a gun on him on campus in his uniform. Mm-hmm working still this is like at the apex of them bonding and Mm -hmm. reggie is like going to the cop because he wants to say something and the dean has to pull him back like dude do not take the bait do not ruin your fucking life i promise you we're going to take care of this reggie's like what the fuck does that mean why isn't he fired the dean is like nah be patient blah 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 union paperwork i don't want to pay him reggie's like fuck that i want him to feel what i felt and the dean is like, you don't know what goes on in my world. My hands are tied. Blah, blah, blah. You can't let those few seconds ruin system, become your system, whole life. System, by supremacy, mm-hmm. by supremacy. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Yep, yep, yep. And he tells Reggie that he has to find a way out. He has to find a way out of being consumed by those few seconds that affected his life when that gun was pulled out, pulled on him. His near-death experience. His near-death experience. Reggie's like, how? And he's like, you got to let it out. You got to let whatever is bothering you, you got to let it out. Mm -hmm. And then we cut to Reggie meeting up with White White T.A. Oh, (laughs) T.I. White White T.A. Reggie's like, cool. They meet up. And this is when we see that Reggie agrees to be a part of this Um, Am I Racist? Is it Am I Racist or I Am Racist? Am I Racist. Am I Racist documentary. He sits down to talk with, I guess we can call him Gabe mm-hmm. for a second. <laughs> he sits down to talk with Gabe in this documentary and he assumes that Gabe wants to talk about the night of the incident and Gabe is like, yeah, we're going to get to that, but let's talk about the smallest stuff that cuts us deep. And Reggie talks about um, how he crosses the street when he sees white women sometimes because he doesn't want to be perceived. He knows that he's a good guy, but the fact that people assume that he's a bad guy is dangerous to him and so it's safer for him to cross the street rather than have the other have the white person Mm -hmm. thinking should i cross the street should i not cross the street type of shit so he just gets rid of all that but he's done now at this time seeing himself through other people's eyes Mm -hmm. and that's his takeaway because what should white people take away from this? And yeah. he's like, well, this is my takeaway and I no longer care what white folks take away. And so he's kind of staring at the camera like he doesn't have any fucks left to give. And that excites me and makes me want to sleep with him. So I <laughs> <laughs> could probably wear that same stupid sweater together. Um, I will rock that at sweater the same time. No, uh, together. I'm so down fucking with that. Big. We can have sex in the sweater and use it as a blanket. 
perhaps. Okay. It looks itchy though. I will say that. It does as hell. So yeah, that. so that is chapter two of Dear White People. So what do we have to say to Dear Black People? So Dear Black People, how did we feel about episode one? Mm-hmm. And Dear Black People, what's our Dear Black People for episode two? So Dear Black People, episode one. We don't care what the fuck you put in your grits. Um, I care that you do not put sugar in your grits. That is something that personally I care about. I don't care. But, but also... What they sh- eat don't make you shit? Yes, it does. What someone else eats makes you shit. It could turn my stomach, the thought of it. It could make me shit. Okay. But more importantly, those fucking exposed white toes, okay? Mm-hmm. Put on a goddamn shoe. If you're going to be the major <laughs> oppressor, if you're going to oppress <laughs> nations of us, I don't want to hear you coming down the hall in your flip-flops. I don't want to fucking hear it. But that's the thing. They feel so safe mm-hmm. <laughs> that I don't even have to protect them. Oh, a common theme. They feel so safe. Yeah. A common theme in the first episode was the washcloth. Do you use a washcloth? Yes! Like Discovering that white folks don't, <laughs> don't use, use a washcloth. Cloth. That was. I remember one of my first sleepovers and they were like, they didn't have any washcloths. So I was like, what the fuck? I what knew that they use? didn't based on those fucking zest Philly clean commercials, all those soap commercials. Rubbing the soap straight from soap soap to their body. To their bodies. And I just was like, oh, I guess. Oh my gosh. A a cloth. Yeah. I thought that was maybe just commercial magic, but nah, that's real life. They just be rubbing a smooth piece of soap along their skin. That don't do nothing. Be a sutty ass bar. That don't. That's why they smell like residue. Anyway, (laughs) that was racist. Um, Okay. So, dear black people. I guess, yeah, some people don't care about what you put in your grits. I personally care. And um, wear flip-flops in the shower. But yeah. y'all know that already. I don't think we have any Dear Black People stuff for episode one. Yeah, for episode one, no. No, that was all Dear White People. Stop taking up so much space. Mm-hmm. Um, Dear Black People, episode two. Um, I think we said it already. Dear Black People, you do not have to be from a black nationalist family to have black <laughs> nationalist ideas thoughts right feelings true don't need those things true okay all right do we have a dear white dear people? black men oh you do not need white pussy to make you feel better about your oppression it ain't bad though huh it ain't bad i don't think that that was did you i don't i didn't get there's black women on that campus okay. and they were fucking well all these white people also they were women. right he was fucking all those white women but there was an element and the light-skinned girl we're not going to discuss it there's an <laughs> element there was an element of like i'm doing this to get through right so this this is like a comfort fuck you know what i'm saying it was it was he was treating them in a very disposable type of way like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like we're sharing in this fun fuck it was like i'm just gonna fuck my way through this pain um i had to fuck it away yes (laughs) that's what he's doing he's fucking it away but there are black women on that campus but with such small numbers yeah there are black women that are just down to to fuck it away but i'm just thinking of my experience yeah, some of us actually would have been down to yes, just fuck. Yes, we would have. That's why I would have been down for some free fucks. That's why my skin girl was there. I said we're not going to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> we're not uh, going to discuss why the light skin girl ended the uh, the white girl montage. I don't want to talk about why they thought it was important to mm. include a whole ass black girl who was like, "You got that broccoli and cheddar, <laughs> okay?" Whole ass black girl. Do you have anything for dear black people? um no i think that was good for dear black people dear white people if a black person uh, dear white people dear white therapists okay get to know black therapists so that you can help black people 
like by referring them to black therapists dear pwis you have students who are not white maybe hire therapists who are not white maybe you know Mm-hmm. <laughs> they barely want to have the students there that they, have. <laughs> they barely want the students there that they have look if you you want them to be on the pamphlet you want them to do those things mm. you want to use that same black person mm-hmm. to make your university look um diverse mm-hmm. and included of all whatever mm-hmm. then you fucking hire them some fucking therapist yeah. because shit they need to be therapized Okay, so we will be back next week, Wednesday, with our review of chapters three Three and four four. of Dear White People. We will be back with our Dear Black People. Be sure to listen to our regular episodes of Tea with Queen and Jay podcast on every Tuesday. We drop a new episode. Be sure to follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Tea with QJ. If you would like to tweet about this be sure to use the hashtag dear black people also use the hashtag t with qj mm-hmm. we will be checking out both of those hashtags for commentary on dear white people yo. yes you can also follow us on facebook and tumblr t with queen and j we are i got our website t yes mm-hmm. send, send us t-mail t with queen and j at gmail.com you can send us t-mail about dear white people or any fucking thing really yep. that you want to talk to us about mm-hmm. and is that it yep that is it all right cool hashtag dear white people hashtag dear black people hashtag t with qj hashtag bye you were mugged at gunpoint you got got he made you run your shit okay 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 i can change that nah but it was more than a gun wasn't it it represents something more Devastating. A white man's penis. Penis! Stop until I feel tears on my titties. <laughs>